Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jake Kerr, I'm from Black Ink and today I'm joined by Anthony Phillips Jones, who is actually my landlord. <sighs> Don't tell anybody. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> so uh, I think a very suitable place to start is the fact that all of this that I do for Black Ink is 100% possible because of our interaction we had when, when I came to you and said like I need somewhere to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rental market was pretty poor, wasn't it? Terrible. Hard to get a place. We checked out one, okay, so a bit of backstory, we were living in the caravan. I'd been working with e-commerce a little bit. I was learning how to basically make a product look good and sell it online. Yeah. And I took those uh, skills, uh, brought them over to Black Ink, and then decided to go as hard as I could with Black Ink. I ended up moving back down to Bunbury with uh, my girlfriend, and or with Riz. And we got to a point where living in Dad's backyard wasn't the, the most ideal situation for Black Ink and for us. And also, you know, living in a caravan, you get to a certain point. Where I like, jumped in there as well, give your hand, put that pad under the caravan as well oh, bro. Mm. i'm so glad had to make it work to me i'm glad we put the uh, energy into just getting in here sooner rather than yeah, later yeah no good choice i think because you've just blossomed since it's crazy space and operate you know within your life you know just have a house to do what you need and the first thing everyone says when they walk in is like what is this yeah what's this part of the house uh, that realistically i mean when you explain the story like that does make sense and if you know you it does make sense mm. But realistically, this area is, it would be like a weird second lounge room or could be a granny flat that shares a toilet. It's well, when I was living here, we used to call it the tavern. Yeah. So we put the bar on the back and pool table we were sitting. Yep. Handful of other entertainment. The room was graffitied out. I'm not sure if you ever saw the graffiti in the, on the wall. As I got here when you were... Should have left it on here for... Dude, dude, oh, anyway, tell me about it. I know. You are paint, painting over the last bit of it just over here when yeah, I walked in the door. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, I could probably go away not doing this job because you probably loved it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, it adds a little bit more culture or character, I guess. Well, I, I like bright spaces and I'm a creative type, an arty farty kind of fella and I just like having my own personality on display a bit. Yeah, of course. Um, the new space I've got is something similar. It's all white walls at the moment and I can't, really, can't wait to go nuts with the, the graph paints. Do you and, do it yourself? Yeah, just self-taught. You know, read, yep. a few, read a few books, watch a few things on YouTube, you know, the university YouTube and basically come up with the design and throw it up. And off you go, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Your, um, I, I'd be honest. Like, the how old are you? I'm forty six. Right, so I'm mm. thirty at the end of the year. Mm. So sixteen year age gap. I don't really know anyone in your in your kind of age group that is as like versatile but self taught at the same time. Yeah, I'm one of those people. I haven't met too many people like me. I know that sounds a bit uh, facetious, but. Um, I can watch something two or three times and I'll pick it up. Yeah. But I'm a watch learner. Right, yeah. So for me to sit down and read a book, because I, I don't know, I just, I just can't seem to read any more than 20 pages in a book and, and get it into my mind yep. and keep it there and regurgitate that. But if somebody shows me something and takes me through the process, it's for some reason, it goes straight into my brain and I pick it up and I can repeat it. Mm. I've had people say to me, how do, you know, how do you know to hang a door? How do you know to, how to paint a house? How do you know to put a roof on a house? How do you know to... Do the stuff. Weld this or make that or... Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just skill sets and I just... I find something I find interesting and I do my best to learn it. I think it's the ability to learn. Once you have the yeah. ability to learn... Yeah. And you've got to have a thirst for it. You've got to, you've got to be um, um, industrious to a point to take it all on. You know, a couple of my neighbours have seen me do this place up over there say, you never stop. Yeah. But that's just my inherent internal energy. I just... I just keep going. I think there is an organic nature in, and this is generalized, and I don't think anyone's going to pull me up on this, but in men, that we like to, especially like spaces, we love to create spaces. Mm. We love to really, like obviously security is a big part of what we organically do. We create secure spaces so that yep. we can have our family. We know we're all good. Yep. I think there is something in the, in like the way the world is at the moment, maybe the next generation that are coming through, that they don't have that flare organically because they get fed by other chemicals. Yeah. Yeah, but I think like where I've kind of maybe like taken advantage of it is like as I said, like I've got this ability to learn now, and now I just want to keep learning. Yeah, and you are. It's it improve. You're showing it. Well, I say it every week or two. I speak to you. It's something yeah, different. I'm it's asking about what you're doing next because I'm trying to get down the same path and yeah. in a different, different theme. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, I love it. I just yeah, I find myself forgetting stuff because like you've only got so much space and you, yeah, you're noggin and. I'm, a friend of mine said to me the other day, he said, uh, do you remember when we went down to the coast and we did that? And I, I struggled to remember it. And it was a happy, great time that we did many times. And I, shit, I'm also <laughs> run out of run out of bloody ram, you know? Uh, 
I think there's a couple of ways you can look at it though. Again, a lot, not a lot of people try and like, I think they don't try and create, like sure everyone wants to go on holiday and they want to have a weekend away and they want to do this, but they don't actually actively do this shit. No. Like yeah. I'm having fun yeah. all the fucking time. Yeah. You know, yeah. if I forget some stuff, of course I do. Yeah, love, you know? Life's for living. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> and I find it hard to be around people, um, and I'm not knocking them, that spend all the time on a computer, playing right. computer games. I find that's a waste of life. But they love it and they're happy. I guess that's the the higher point there. But it's not for me, of course. I just I just find there's more in life than sitting and watching the screen for most of your life. I think there's so much more out there yeah. that you could absorb. Um, yeah, I, I just think because um, uh, I'm so industrious, I'm always I'm always moving, and I need something to satisfy these two ends. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah there's, uh, I don't know, I, I put a lot down to social media. I think it's sometimes you shouldn't just give things one excuse and go, this is why people don't, you know, care or they're not out chasing things. But I think when you can see, you know, I've got a mate going to Italy on Sunday for his, for his, um, oh, his luck. Yeah, for his honeymoon. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I may as well go to fucking Italy because I'm going to see all the all the posts on his Instagram and all the rest. Like, I'll get my Italy fix. Yeah. So then I don't have that thing of like, oh, one day I'd love to go to Italy. Mm. You know? And I think mm. that structure repeats itself. Like, I don't need to learn how to wheelie a push bike because I've got someone on my Instagram who does it. Mm. I don't need to, you know, fill in the gap, X, Y, Z. And then that turns into, I can get all of my fill by just scrolling every day. Mm. So therefore, I don't go out and I don't put myself in situations where I'm uncomfortable or I'm learning or there's some resilience I have to overcome. Mm. And then you just turn into a fucking person who's behind the screen all day. You're yeah. just a boring person. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, I fall in the same trap a bit with the phone, you know, flicking through videos, but I'm, I'm attracted to stuff that's fun or um, how-tos or yeah. whatever. And it does, it can grab you. I understand how it can be addictive. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I often put the phone down so I can get on with what I'm trying to do. So, Dude, I believe there's two types of people in the world. There are creators and there are consumers. And I think that you... I think most of us are consumers. That's right. And I think in reality, like you are one or the other and you can swap. You know what I mean? It goes yeah. from, you know, sometimes I, maybe it's more of a case of like I am 80% a creator and 20% a consumer. Whereas most people might be like 90% consume, 10% create. Yep. And I think that like... I really try and like now, the, the place that I'm in now, Black Ink, is I try and really like understand that I am an artist. I am, yeah. a, I am a creator. It is you, my you, job. You have an internal um, creativity. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And it's my job to find out what that is. This is your medium. Yeah. So, yeah. so you use uh, today's world being social media and brand building and that sort of, that's your interesting world. That's what really grabs you and takes all your effort and you, you build it. It's crazy. It doesn't happen without it either. Like you've got to work at this stuff. I just got, I got lucky with Black Ink. I got lucky. This social media stuff, like yeah. I, I enjoy the structure of it. Yep. I enjoy creating that sort of stuff. And I found it when I was in my twenties. It's mm. fucking ridiculously lucky. Yep. I think that, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I think uh, like real artistry and like one of my, one of my like big, not mentors or role models, someone who I look up to though is uh, Daniel Ashram. He's like a, he's like a digital and physical creator, but he creates stuff like out of like, concrete and stone oh, and yeah. like puts yeah. diamonds and shit inside of it and yep. you know you look at someone like him and you go dude that's that's real creating like what i do is manipulating a screen yep but at the same time it's like that's just what the medium is mm. that's where we are you know and as a 46 year old as we pointed out before i'm trying to keep up with the way the world's going yeah and it's moving fast and uh, i remember computers i'm still somewhat computer literate but i'm at a choice when I was younger ah I don't need computers ah I don't need a mobile phone but the world kind of drags you along yeah and you kind of got it at some point now I'm at the point where I'm want to use those tools in my next venture and I have to catch up you have to start from scratch so I have to start but that's okay I mean that's just part of the process I mean I've I've decided to pull a pin on a business that I ran for 14 years and take a completely different take in life not many people do that yeah people want to go right I started here, I want to do my 38 years or 35 years, whatever it might be in the job, pay off my house. Off you go. Stop, live five years and die. Mm. If that's, a, that's, a, that's a real statistic. A lot of people, when they stop, they, for some reason, it has a physical effect and they can drop off the perch. Yeah, that's actually a common story, that one. Oh, I don't want to be one of those people. I want to be always... Um, I mean, that narrative... Active lends itself to go on what you're going to spend your whole life being active so that you can get to a point and not be active how does that work yeah 
you know yeah, like yeah, exactly right yeah. that's like that to me that's like you want to be a chess champion but you don't want to do any training even learn the rules before you get to the event it's like what you, the you, fuck are you talking about you just want the result right and so, that's that's half a society that they don't want it now but also why well, like what's so good about retiring and sitting have you ever sat around the house for a week with nothing to do no because I, i've i've well i've just had well, since i put the pin on the business in mid-february i've been on self-funded um long surface you might yeah. call it yeah and um i've been busy every minute yeah i have a space a big shed and all my stuff in it um i've my mates put the piss all the time saying you got too many fucking projects mate yeah just narrow it down to a couple and there's a bit of sense in that yeah I've just, there I've, is I've some actually kicked a couple of cars out recently so i can make the space yeah and it makes sense but i still need all that I need, I'm going to be walking this in and go, right, today I'm going to go work on the Tirana, I'm going to go work on the WB, or I'm going to build my mezzanine, which I started before I come here today. Yeah. Um, and I've got to build my furnace shortly for the new business. And yeah. That's exciting. There's a list, man. I'll, I'll see your lists around here, and I should probably do the same. I should probably actually Get as write many whiteboards out, as you can, bro. Yeah, actually write out what I'm doing, because I often walk in there and go, oh, what am I doing? But yeah, um, it doesn't take long to make a decision to pick something up and prioritise what needs to be next. And Yeah and do it I ran a, I ran a little experiment with myself like I kind of got lucky with my 20s because I I had the advantage of having like well paying jobs and easy access to other well paying jobs that were kind of skilled so I found myself like this is probably like five years ago in between the coffee van and, and the black ink kind of rebirth yeah I was driving trucks and I was like I can make two and a half grand a week at home yeah so yep. let's make as much money as we can. Let's put some away yep. and then let's have a period of doing nothing. And yep. I remember like I gave myself a three week holiday. I'm like, I'm going to smoke some weed and yeah. hang out yeah. and do the thing. Live it up. And I realized like a week into this, I'm like, there's only so much fucking coffee you can drink. <laughs> That's right. There's yeah. only so much yeah. Netflix you can watch. There's only so much PS4 you can play. Yep. And you get to a point where you're like, oh, this isn't living. Having no. nothing to do isn't living. I think most, most people just want safety in their life. So they... Get a good job, they go to it Monday to Friday, look forward to the weekend, yeah. do the weekend, and the cycle starts again. It's a seven-day seven seven cycle for up to 40 years of your working life. Insane. And I think it's insane. I, I, it doesn't sit well with me. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, I, need to, I need to keep interest in my life and keep, keep um, trying new things, but, you know, try and make a dollar from things that I'm doing as well. But, yeah, the amount of people I know that, you know, just go... To work, come back. Not saying, not not saying it's nothing wrong with it at all. Yeah, because they still accomplish something to pay off a house, and have an asset and all that sort of stuff. But you know, I've I've always had a uh, internal strive to do just a, just a bit better. Yeah, yeah. There's a for few, myself, not for other people. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And also like that, I think that doing a bit better for yourself as well. In that, there's that little like, well, I wonder how much I can achieve. Mm. I wonder what is possible. I wonder if I stay back to an hour doing this thing for me, what that actually does for me later on down the track. Yep. And if I do that every day for years, what does that turn into? Yeah, and I think well, we get on really well and have similar ideas and bounce off each other is because we have this um, drive to to sort of like being contrarian, do the opposite to what other people do yeah. and see where it takes us and not being frightened to do it because you do let go of that safety. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. You know, a dollar could come, you could have $10 today and a 1000 tomorrow. Yeah. And nothing for two weeks. Yeah. And then and another... Bit... <laughs> Dude. And that's a, that's a crux of all business, you know. It comes in flows and ebbs and that sort of stuff. And I mean, my missus is still not used to it. She yeah. still wants me to go and work. Because that's, that's, that's what makes me feel safe. Dude, that's the... Um, that's... I want to know, know we've got food in the fridge next week. Yeah, that's a... Definitely. Blue, that's a blueprint for humans now, though. Work a job, be safe, get your 800 bucks a week minimum and keep living. Yep, and you know? it's a system you're born into. Yeah. There's no choice about the system. And this is the thing, man, like you're talking about that freedom uh, and like obviously the position we're both in now, we're like, we're accountable for every dollar we make and that can change day to day, hour to hour, right? Yep. Yep. And I think like some people say to me, like I can't believe that you're, you're like, obviously not these words, this is what they imply, but you're willing to put yourself in a position where like you're just gonna figure it out. You're putting confidence in yourself that you're yeah. just gonna figure it yeah, out. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I think it's fucking crazy that you're gonna do the same shit every day until yeah. you die. Yep. Are you yep. kidding me? What's the comparison? A fucking shot at freedom. Yep. If this doesn't work, fine. I got five years of having fun. And you can always go back to a job. If it does work, I'm a fucking millionaire. Hmm. Exactly right. Like, 
Dude, I don't think this is scary. I think I, I want to be sitting on the same beach you are, drinking the same pina coladas. Right. <laughs> and that's, you know what? While yeah, we're still, no idea. still sitting there with a fucking pad writing down ideas that I want to get done tomorrow. Yeah, and you, st- you, still, be, you still be industrious. You still be thinking what's next. Because yeah. it comes from that inherent internal creativity. Right. And even like... You, it doesn't go away. How you talk about your workshop. Like, how inspired are you when you walk in in the morning you flick the light on? Oh, I, I can't wait. I'm actually... You know, being a, a not a new father, but a um, growing family, um, it's hard because you wanna you wanna be there for them. Yeah, and you know you should be there for them, but you really want to get your own shit going too. Yeah. And yeah. and it's a, it's a fickle balance. And I think I'm getting through it. Want to ask Claire about that? But um, get a second opinion. Yeah, bloody <laughs> the other opinion that matters. How many hours have I logged up with the family? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. get logged back on the list again. Um, but yeah, you said before about you were lucky, but I, I believe that you create your own luck a bit too. So if you don't put yourself in a position where that luck can come to you, then you'll never get it. The harder you work, the luckier you get. I, f- I think so. Definitely. And the luck can also be attributed to the lessons you learn. So you might, um, and they come from mistakes. There's nobody that was ever successful um, didn't make a mistake. Exactly. They all made lots of them. Yeah. Lots and lots yeah. of mistakes. Because you, you could read a book on something, right, this is how you do it, da-da-da-da. And the minute you try and go and apply that, the world changes. No, it didn't account for this. Yeah, I didn't, didn't know that. That, that, yeah. wasn't, that wasn't in the book. Oh, what happens if or, we get caught here? Yeah. Um, and that comes down to your own management and prioritisation and, and how you end up running a business or any venture, basically, whether it be, whether it be um, monetised or not. But, yeah, just having that um, constant drive... Um, I shouldn't say drive, I should say belief that the mistakes will make you stronger. Like, there shouldn't be any fear around making mistakes. Yeah, yeah. But most people do. Yeah. I fear if I, if I quit my job and try this venture, I might not make any money for three months. That's where they stop. Yeah. They'll yeah. never do it. But it's, you know, if they go through the whole life and they end up dying happy, yeah. can't ask much more than that. But my version of happy I think it's clearly different to most people. <laughs> That's right. And then you get like, I don't know about you, but I've found myself asking, am I subjectively someone who enjoys the thrill of, like, I enjoy danger. Mm. Like an hour ago, I was hanging off my back wheel trying to find fucking 12 o'clock on my push bike down the main street of town. I had, I had I was going to tell you before we started, I saw you go up the street that day. Yeah, fucking oath. You had like plats or something and, and um, oh, the corner crazy, crazy glasses. Yeah, crazy glasses. <laughs> yeah. I was coming in the lights and I see this guy in his back wheel. I looked across and I thought, fuck, this Jake. <laughs> I gave it to you, but you, you, you were just too... I was uh, in the zone. Yeah, dude. no, you had a set. You are going up the hostelry. I was trying to watch in the mirror for as long as I could, but I had to turn the corner. But, but yeah. that's, that's, that's the thing. Like, that's the... That's the uh, what do you call it? The the things that I look to do. That's sort of the sort of behaviour that I that I seek. Yep. So I go, okay, I like a bit of I like a bit of thrill, I like a bit of danger. Does that then go into okay, I'm happy to throw myself into this business. Like when I moved into here, mm. I was sixty percent sure that we can come up with the rent. Yep. I had fail safes, I had, you know, mum and dad are gonna look after me, Riz will look after me. I'm sixty yep. percent sure. Yeah. That's good odds for me. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. Absolutely. We're doing it in a caravan. And we in a market that you you're entering in too. Like there's it was a bit dearer. You yeah. know, you know it's those, there's a level of things you've got to, got to consider and they could rock you. They could create a fear and you might not do it. You chose to ignore that. Yeah. And, you, and here you are, fine. I Absolutely think um, people don't realise that leap of faith. I always call it the leap of faith. When people go from a safe zone in a job and start a business or start a venture that may not be have an income for a while because there's many versions of it out there. Yeah. Um, that leap of faith is not fearing going under too soon or at all and do your best to make it work. I mean, these things come with a lot of unpaid work. There's a lot of work that goes with it that's just unpaid and you have to accept that. But again, nobody who's ever been successful has said that they just took it easy and it worked out anyway. Yeah, dude. It took, took, you know, big days. I think also the people who do get it easy, the shit that the the result they get, you don't actually want. Yeah, And, and of course, life can give you different bum steers. But again, that's just reacting to um, trying it. You know, you might go down one one road and it comes to T junction, you have to go left or right. Yeah. There's no going on that on that on that same road. So you try a left, go down that about two k's, and oh shit, that was wrong. Yeah. 
don't be frightened to drive the two k's back and go the other way. And also, don't be scared to take your time driving back either. Then, mm. like, fuck, now I've got to go do it. Yeah, and okay, take, cool. and take take it in. You know what? In three mm. years' time, you're going to be sitting at a bar thinking about it, going like, if I didn't turn left, I wouldn't have realised that my fucking front left hand tire was flat, and I would have end up driving over. And then mm. you realise, oh, okay, mm. this is a greater thing. This is a greater thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think going back a conversation, talking about your family time, mm. again, the exact same as like the skill of learning is a muscle that you have to exercise. Yeah. The skill of being a good father, mm. of being a family man, of like someone who has time for your partner, for your child, for your pet, for your garden, that they're all muscles as well. Yeah. And I think one thing that does get overlooked, and it's easy to overlook, when you're doing 50 hours a week in a job that maybe you do or don't like, you know, it's easy to go like, hey, you need to get home and spend an hour finding out her how her day was. Yeah. You need to find yeah. out what's going on in her life because she's yeah. just spent 10 or 8 hours with another group of people probably talking about stuff that has not... Mm. Like, that's important. Yeah, yeah. That's and right. that skill, who has that these days? Yeah, and I, I make a point of asking both Claire and my little girl, Ava, um, how the days were. But what we ask Ava is, what was your favourite thing today? Yeah. And I like that. Click on all that. And I thought, that's great. And she can't wait to tell us. Yeah. What was your favourite thing today? I had an ice cream. Yeah, hell yeah. Actually, that's a pretty cool thing to be be happy about, you know, be thankful for. So, Yeah, dude, that's, yeah. A, that's a good, um, for her as well, like I practice, you know, three grateful things a day. When I pray every morning, what's the three things I'm that's grateful right, for That's right, yeah, you're saying, yeah. Dude, you know how hard that shit is after like, after a month of doing it is nuts. After a year, it's like, I'm grateful that I can whip, like I'm pretty colorblind. I'm super grateful I can see green and blue though. Yeah. Fuck, I'm grateful, you know? Mm, and mm. it's like, you only realize that after you've been grateful for your car and your life and your dog and your girlfriend and your TV, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. So having that like implanted as a, what, 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 what part about today did you like? Well, I got to reflect. I, there was probably something that stood out. If there wasn't something that stood out, I really have to reflect and I have to communicate it. And I think it's a good little tool because it had an effect on me too, without even knowing it, was that you kind of get a, a level of what kind of life you got, you know, and that life is, is happy, and that's all that matters, is people are happy. In my book, there's, yeah. you know, the book on life, it just has 25 pages, you open into the middle one, it just says happiness. Yeah. In whatever form that takes. Um, is that we are happy because we have these things that we're doing all the time, we go in places, doing this and that, and you know, a lot of it's experience based, you know, going to the beach, and the dinghy down or whatever it might be. And it just, it just sort of reaffirms that you're doing okay. Yep. You know, you're, you're, you're bumming along just fine. I like the, uh, if you are, if you, do you know much about cold showers and ice plunges and- mm, I've, seen it, I've seen a bit of it. I'm not sure I'll ever do it, but. <laughs> I like the idea of like, the one thing I go to in my head when I'm having a cold shower, which isn't that regularly, but there's like a, there's like a, a formula you can follow. It's like the Wim Hof formula where you go hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. And while you're in the part where it's cold, you can be there for as long as you want. Mm. Be there for 10 seconds or you can be there for two minutes. Yep. But the idea is while you're doing it, you're holding your breath. Mm. So it's not just the cold attacking you, it's your body then going like, we also need breath and we're stressed. So it increases the need for breath. Yeah. The idea is you're trying to get norepinephrine out of your brain organically. Oh. It's like a biohack. Right, eh? But while you're there and you want to be building the whole time, wouldn't it? That's right. Mm. That's right. Mm. While you're there with your hand on the on the fucking thing about to turn it back to hot again, like just think like, bro, this is literally the worst thing that's going to happen to you today. Yeah. Being cold. Yeah. There are people out there like, I'm not going to go back to the cliche, but there are people out there that don't have food. Yeah. yeah. There are people out there yeah. that fucking have things that they didn't ask for that they were born with. They're going to mean their life's going to end short. And you're bitching about wanting to take a breath and get into the warmth. Mm. Let's go. That's you know? right. Yeah. I mean, you get almost, you get almost an analogy formed apply that to uh, how you go about doing uh, life or business, whatever, is that the cold could be sacrifice yeah. and the warmth is, is your reward. Yeah. Because a lot of the reward don't come without the sacrifice. Hey boys, we're going to the pub on Friday night. We haven't been blinder. I could, but I really want to get this something or other going. Mm. I'm going to say no to that and bring about my going forward. Um, be hating it because you're not down there having having a blast. Yeah, dude. But you could do that every Friday night, and that would then probably become detrimental to your your process 100%. and where you want to go, because um, you're robbing robbing your time. Yeah, and you're robbing your. Uh, You've only got so much time, and it's you best put it in the right place. <laughs> unfortunately, with drugs and alcohol as well, and mm. when fatigue comes into it, you're robbing your bandwidth. Mm. You yep. know, like my creative efforts after a fucking big weekend, just on the piss, is like. It's it's day and night. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if I operated like I did when I was 18, I would not run a business. I would not probably function. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, given all the vices back then. But um, um, as you get older too, it's harder to do. Um, you know, doing turn We used to do, like I said, this used to be the tavern. This is where we used to have people over and get on the piss and did that a lot. Yeah. And I was still quite industrious anyway, renovating the place, a yeah. couple of places. <clears throat> And um, bring about you know something to rent out, and then that, that was part of the yeah, the business side of life, you know. And um, but geez, we had some ball here nights here. Yeah, but it'd be great, and that's 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 the fun side of life. That's what makes you happy. You know, you do that. And um, uh, yeah, as mates had babies, or I had babies, or um, you know other things creep into life that take a bit of your time. You start to prioritise a bit more. Yeah, you know, get on the piss. You know, we used to do it three, four, five times a week. Yeah, crazy. Especially my first shift at the Bunbury. But um, um, you kind of go say, you know what, that's not really helping me much. Yeah. I want to bring the balance back to getting on with it, you know. I even found... Um, yeah, even just fitness. Let's just you know, use fitness as an example. Yeah. You know, just, you know, I was podging up, being a machine operator, podging up. A point came with, geez, you might want to do something about your fitness a bit. I mean, I'm not, I'm not Superman now, but... I'm conscious of it. Yeah, 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 100%. And I think that... I need to apply time for that too. Yeah, well, I think the trick is you incorporate it into the job, you know? Well, my... Well, the business was quite physical anyway. I got a lot of exercises from lifting and pushing and jumping in and out and step aerobics and out of the truck and all that sort of stuff anyway. Yeah, I've been a truck driver too. That's not incorporating the job. That's no. bullshit. That's <laughs> you kidding yourself. Yeah, You're doing right. exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got in and out of the truck like four yeah. times. Yeah, well, that's, that's about uh, half a mountain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, no, you, you did. But if I stopped doing that entirely, I'd, I'd go backwards. Yeah. So I am going to find ways like, of doing it. The, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to fucking pump out 10 push-ups and like I go for a ride every day. I try and do deliveries while I'm riding my push bike and shit. But I definitely like, I know that it's easy to like be an artist and a fucking bloke who makes t-shirts to very quickly lose this, you know, aesthetic, you know? Mm. So I'm very fucking aware of that. If, if I could have um, a different track in life, I'd love to follow my artistic side of my life a bit more uh, actively because the problem with, with that is that there's next to no money yeah. <laughs> in being an artist. You have to be a recognized artist recognize artists are recognized because they've done all that back work yeah all that stuff for free and they've you know spent their yeah, lives dude. dedicated to it but i often wondered why what my what life would look like what would i have a big studio would i you know yeah 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 the same effort and money i've spent doing what i've done now what would that look like yeah and just let my mind go nuts with just creating stuff how interesting whether it's sold is that? or otherwise you know just just make it i think there's a truth in you that you know that if you had a exactly what you said applied that ability to learn let's say oil and oil on canvas yeah. you know like i like i know if i had done that i would have been amazing at it mm. like i'm not trying to be mediocre at anything yeah I'm doing wheelies making shirts social media yep. i'm trying to be the best at doing whatever to, i'm doing, doing and if that death. just happened to be tattooing or if that just happened to be pencil on paper i'd yep. be the fucking man yeah that's right know? yeah and and i i i, I um have a um degree of um off a detail and a standard i like yeah um and people think i'll waste my time a bit because i try and do it you know it's like the efficiency triangle you know you can do so much effort for reward and time taken yeah. that sort of thing um i tend to do a bit more on this side which is quality yeah when i could probably got 90 percent to that quality but save myself 40 percent time and made a bit more money. You know, just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always seem to hang on. But that's my personality trait. And a patient know, you, know yourself too when you do these things. Like I was saying before, risk-taking. I'm a bit of a risk-taker too. Like, I'm not too frightened to take a risk. Yeah. I'm not completely risk-adverse. Like, I don't... I don't just go balk totally at risk. Yep. Shit like that, so... Yeah, I think there is, like... I mean, you want to spend half of your life figuring out what your character traits are and the other half monetizing them. Most people can't tell you who they are. Right, right. Most people don't know, like, they say they're a risk taker and it's like, what do you do that's risky? And they go, oh, well, I, um, um, you didn't even fuck without a condom, bro. You're not risky. Yeah, yeah. You're a risky man's <laughs> asshole. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? But I think, like, one, like, if you're a meticulous person, get into a meticulous trade. Be a jeweler. Yeah. But be a, be a, a fucking biohazard cleaner where you need to get absolutely everything out. You know, like, yep. if you know that about yourself, then monetize around it. 
Like, exactly, that's the key. And that's why a lot of people, I, I learned this only recently, actually. Somebody said to me, well, describe yourself to you. I said, well, I'm five foot eight. No, 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 no. I've got brown hair. No, 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 no. Who are you? Yeah. Describe who you are. Yeah. And what do you mean? That's a hard question. Uh, but when you get a few clues, like, okay, well, what do you, what we're trying to get to is probably what are your personality traits? Yeah. You know, I can tell you I'm a contrarian, a risk taker. I can be greedy. I can try and control that side of my personality. So when it comes to doing things in life, I've got to hang on. Don't be greedy, dickhead. Yeah. So I'll pull back a bit on that. Uh, I'll do a little bit of risk. And um, I like you're saying, but I'm going to do the opposite. Yeah, yeah. So you know yourself, which means that gives you a bit of a path. Because a lot of people don't, if they can't describe themselves, they do, they'll pick a, a thousand paths and may never get there because they're, they're just none. test and tries or pick none. You know? Yeah. I think one thing I find as well, a lot of people, beside character traits, you go, what do you enjoy doing? And they're like, oh, well, you know, when I was a kid, I used to do tempus or, you know, I, I wouldn't mind doing this. But the one thing, you know, that I like doing is like, I like scrolling. I like being on TikTok. I like being on this or that. Yeah. And I think like it's so easy for me to get passionate about doing black ink if the result means I can ride my motorbike more and I know I love riding motorbikes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when, you, when you've like, and this is the thing, like I, I like riding motorbikes because I guess it's not even that I probably loved doing it as a kid, but I've now been doing it so long that I'm so good at it that I get a good feeling from doing it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's um, like any skill set. If you're really good at something, and people give you kudos for that too. That's right. Fuck, how do you do that? Yeah. Well, the whole story is I practice a lot and I really love it. Yeah, and it's been 10 and years. There, and it's been 10 years, so there's there's your formula. Yeah, and I think, like, this is the thing. It's hard to... Let's talk about the cycle of, like, the Monday to Friday, the average job, doing the thing. Maybe you're in a relationship. Maybe you've got a couple of whatever. Uh, it's really hard to want to break that cycle if you get most of your happiness from the little brief moments of happiness you get with your workmates. Yep. You know, if you've got nothing that you do on Thursday, every Thursday night I go down to indoor beach, indoor beach volleyball, I get on a team with fucking strangers and I play not to win, not to lose, but to play. Mm. If you got yep. that and you go, okay, well, what if I said you could play volleyball every day? What if we build a YouTube channel around your volleyball and you talk and you commentating volleyball and we do that for six months until you get a voice, you can quit your job, whatever it is. And they go, that'd be fucking amazing. Well, that's easy because you've got something that you want to go do. But these average people... And I say that not in a bad way. No, no. These average people, yeah. they have no fucking idea what they like. Yeah. And remember the system, that's a direct byproduct of the system too because people, the, the, the government, if you like, wants you to fit a band width within society. There right. are people who drop out of it, so there's people who are um, on the dole and that sort of stuff, and you've got people who are rich. Right. And most of us are in that middle, middle, middle 80%. Yeah. But that makes the world go around too, you know, helps um, society in a lot of ways. But there are people who find it too hard, so they'll drop out of it. And if they're happy, that's fine, I suppose. Yeah. And um, there are people who, who I find myself, and I think you're the same. But just want to just get above it a bit. We might yeah. we might aim for 110 percent, which is not even a thing. But if it's 110 percent you're aiming for, but you hit 92, well, you're 12 percent above the 80 percent. Well, you know, you, and and that 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 little bit is huge. Affords you a lot of freedom and fun and. And life. Mm. Don't know about you, but I'm working flat out to stop working one day so I can do the things I love to do. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. I've been saying that for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> but have I got there yet? No. And I think the But idea will I get there before most other people? Probably, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. I think also uh, there's a lot of truth in like, and this is the thing we can't say because we're not old enough yet, but you'll probably find that after 60 years, you look back and you go, it was the pursuit. It, it wasn't the goal. It was the pursuit. Yeah, I, I hear that a lot. You know, it's, not, it's not the destination, it's the journey. Well, if it wasn't for the destination, you wouldn't be on that journey. We have no direction. <laughs> you have no direction. The goal is very important. And a goal um, can be pie in the sky. And it's okay if you miss it. Yeah. It is absolutely okay if you miss it. Because if you miss, it, miss that by a little bit, you're still doing better than what I was saying before. You're still a bit above Yeah. if you didn't make the effort, yeah. if you didn't take the action. You know, I've found so far, and I might have just had a good run, but everything I ask for, I get. Yeah. If you ask for it, you'll get it. Yeah. But a lot of a lot of the not getting it comes from like, oh, I better not. I had it this morning. You know, I'm doing a calendar at the moment and for next year and I've got all these great images. I've got this thing that I know that people are going to fuck with. I know people are going to buy this and I know people are going to put it up in their rooms, in their kitchens, in their workplace. Yep. I know that's going to happen. Yeah. So I've got a section down the bottom of each month that's going to display six businesses. Every month, okay. the, the business is displayed. Yep. So I thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to get these 
you know, advertising positions. I'm going to charge 250 bucks for a position and that right. gets your name displayed 12 times. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what month it is, you're displayed next to Black Ink and alongside five other businesses. And you're providing exposure. Right. Mm. And when I sit down and I talk to myself about it or I tell you or I tell Riz and I'm discussing it, I'm like, this is actually fucking crazy advertising potential mm. because the brand that I'm building people listen to. Yep. I am in people's face every day with a different message yep. going in the, some kind of direction, yep. right? And I ask myself like, well, don't worry about who you know you can get to pay $250. Worry about the businesses that you want on that calendar. Yeah, exactly right. And there was this one business and for the sake of them, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say who it is, but I thought I really want that business kind of in the center of every month. Yeah, it's called top-down thinking. So you've got your big picture, Yeah. and you put the layers in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> A lot of people look at details and build and then realize the big big picture wasn't what they wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll let that use go. Work back. Yeah. yeah, reverse engineer what you actually want. Yeah. But point or, being, or same, you know, destination. You've got your destination or your goal. Well, your journey is your reverse engineering. It's, it's, well, how, do I, how do I achieve yeah. that? Yeah, you yeah. figure out what steps I need to take every year, every month, every day, right down to yeah. every fucking hour of the day. Right. I need to be reading a chapter of a book a day if I'm going to be this much intellectually smarter to understand this subject, to do this, yep. whatever it might be. Yep. Now, point being today, with what I was talking about, I went to this to this business, even holding my breath because I rode on my push bike there and I'm like, oh, fucking, what am I doing here? And I go and like, how are you going? I'm like, oh, here it goes. And I asked. Yeah. And they said yes. Yeah. yeah. And they said yes. And it's like, what the fuck were you worried about? Yeah. You're going in there. Yeah. You know it's valuable yeah. for both of you. There yeah. is nothing you have to be embarrassed about asking, but it's this idea. Exactly right. Yeah. That no. Always know? put it out there. Always yeah. put it out there. Because you know what? You might just get that, that person on that day who may have had the same thought as you, but they haven't got the time or the money or the inclination to do something. Yep. But you'll stand in front of them that's going to do it. So I'll jump on with you. Yeah, or I'll, I'll give you a bit of help. Yeah. Or provide something or give you something for free or use this to bring about that goal and they feel they're a part of it. Right. They're on their life, but they want to. Have, might have ideas and it happens you know to coincide with yours and yeah they'll talk to you and keep an eye on it and do passion and get addictive. and drive some happiness out of it because they feel like they've involved you know that's right they've been directly involved sometimes especially if you rock up with energy and they've had yeah. it, they've had that like oh i wouldn't mind and now they're like oh he's got the he's got that push he's going to do this if i do it or not yeah i want to be involved yeah you know exactly right and i know that's true because that's how i respond to people with passion i'm like look at this guy yep fucking where do i sign up yeah exactly right you know yeah. you know i am. Um, can't wait for what's going to happen in the next next few months because I don't really know where, where it's going to go because um, you know I'm going to be joining the online space with the yeah. shop and things that I make so there's a bit of risk involved in that and I think um, I've got a lot of ideas so so my approach when I was still operating the, the previous business is when I had an idea I wrote it down right I've got a terrible memory yeah but the smarts was when somebody said one day just write it down yeah just write it down you might not ever use it. Just write it down. Yep. And now I've got six on the old iPhone. I've got six pages it's just of ideas. ideas. Yeah. So I actually can't wait to say, right, first first idea, you know, do a few castings because it's a casting-based business. Yep. And put a handful out there. They sell. Great. Not so much. Well, melt them down. Do make something else. Right. So I've got a bit of process in that idea around the new business. I think but, you've got but, um, a really good business to just experiment as much as possible. And it taps into my creative side. Yeah. Yeah. So I was saying before about how, you know, what my life would look like if I'd put all the effort into you know, the earth moving business or working for other people, whatever it was, into into the studio and what I could have been. Well, I'm kind of robbing a bit of that idea. Yeah, you know, yeah, a different yeah. Thing. So same before, the old T-junction analogy, yeah. left or right. Well, I went left and I tried that for 14 years Yeah. and it worked out to be harder than I thought. But I still did it right. It afforded me a nice lifestyle. But I want to do a bit better, yeah, and 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 have less cost and and more profit margin and and just all those things you learn along the way. So I decided to come back to the T junction and turn right. And also the creativity aspect of it, I think, like I for the longest time, I'm like I'm not a creator, I'm not an artist. And then when you realise you're in a space where it's like, oh, I'm monetizing being creative, and then all of a sudden that flower opens, and you're like, I'm a fucking creator. Mm. I don't. There's no way I want to drive trucks again. No. There's no way I want to. I'd do it if I had to, but I don't want to either. Yeah. Oh, I'm actively trying to forget even how to spell synchromesh because I don't want to know how that fucking gearbox works, dude. Dude, 
What's the point? Like, this is one of those situations where you <laughs> like burn the bridge like and you that. can't That's go back. <laughs> if you burn the bridge, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, the dudes that I used to work for, like, when they call me up, so like, you can't do a, a bloody... Still, still, I get these calls. I'm, I'm getting the same phone calls. You yeah. do a weekend, couple of night shifts, it's like, fucking... You're a dickhead and hang up so they don't call me back. Because mm. mm. if they do, you're just as likely to say yes when you re- reach that moment of... And as much as we're helpful people, all you're really doing is helping them make their dollar. That's right. Again, nothing wrong with that. But that's the true analysis of it. Yeah. So, I mean, some people have had to keep quiet about my, my plans because I just know what their their mentality is and that's that safe. Oh, no, go work for somebody, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, you, wrong time of life to be doing this, mate. And you know, or you, you'll go backwards or you'll go bankrupt and you yeah. get a lot of negative input. And this is from people who don't know any fucking better. Yeah. It's just how they operate. They never tried to go out of business. They never tried to do, you know, know what it's like to put your own money on the line. Yeah. Whether it comes back or not, but you spend it. This sort of stuff, they don't know that. So why would I take my advice from them? And they like spending, uh, these are the people who rock up in a car that they own a third of, mm. and they got on tick. Yep. It's like, you know, go for the safe option. It's like, bro, I don't, what? Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. What do you mean go for the safe? Hey, do you own your house? Shut the fuck up, you yeah. know? Yeah. Another life lesson I learned was, if you want to be successful... Don't talk to your fan, friends or family. Yeah. Not to say they might be successful in their own right, but get your information from a different circle. Get yeah. out of that circle, and then you open your eyes to the rest of the world, how things work, and then you start to cotton on to um, commonalities and best practice. Yeah. And you're taken off quicker than you would if you were to take your advice from people who come from a space of fear. Yeah. Or worry or whatever. Because I, I can't, Imagine how many people have been held back because they've put their faith in their in their advice from their best mate, who's never done it, or understand, or a father or a mother, whoever. I just wonder how many people have missed out. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and I mean, what they say, ninety percent of small businesses fail in the first two years. It's because yep. they're listening to shit like that. Yeah, you yep. know, it's yep. because they weren't prepared enough to start. Yeah, mm. or weren't resilient enough. Something happened and they got down to zero or negative zero and they're, oh, now I've got to fucking go drive a truck to pay this back. Dude, just, you're at zero now. It's yeah. fine. And I'm, you know, I want to emphasise that, you know, being happy is still, is still the, the highest power. Because um, um, I, don't, I don't want to knock anybody in society because everybody does it their own way and as long as they're happy, that's all that really matters. And I always sort of reiterate that when I talk to people because... Um, Ultimately, that's what it matters. When you yeah. take your last breath, you know, you know what? I had a good life. And if you're happy with that life, that's what should hopefully be your mentality. But um, I, I just want to, I just want to see where I end up. I mean, I could, I could be doing aircraft mechanics for all I know when I'm seventy. I don't know. Yeah. But if that's what I'm happy doing, and it's the complete opposite to what I'm saying now, yeah, that's that's what really matters. Yeah. But I, I have a plan. I want to stick to it. And no, plans only work if you stick to them. And I want to, I want to get to a space that makes me really happy and affords me a lot more time in life. Yeah. Also, I think um, it's funny like that. Oh yeah, this probably uh, applies to a few things we've spoken about. Like, people are allowed to progress. People are allowed to get better at things. People are allowed to be at one stage and go to another stage in their life. Yep. And I think it's really important that you remember that when dealing with other people, mm. when dealing with yourself. And like, especially when you're reflecting and you're looking at things like, why did I do this that way? Why did I do that? So because I was progressing, I was getting better. Mm. And I think tying into like making sure, talking to family and friends is really scary, mm. you know? Because sometimes, yeah. you know, you know, like especially for me, I say to dad, oh, I'm thinking about this, I think about doing that. And he goes, oh yeah? And you're like, oh fuck, he's not on board. I wonder if I need to go and re- revisit all this. And it's like, I'm the one who has all the data. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not asking him for a fucking yeah. opinion. I'm yeah. telling him what I'm doing. Yeah. And now I've been rocked in this way. And then you ask him six weeks later and he's like, oh no, I was smoking a cigarette and I just didn't have time to respond properly. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. fucking what? <laughs> you know, like, what do you mean? Yeah, I know. Yeah. But like, yeah. I, I find that like, part of my progression has been understanding that like, I've got a group of, like a group of mentors yep. and every one of them have a very specific niche that they are good at helping me with. Yep. Dad's exactly. a strateg- strategist. He helps me na- yes. navigate through and out of things. He's been helpful to me too, yeah. Right. Mm. Now I've got people who I talked about finance. I've got people who I talked about design work. I've mm. got people who I talked to about X, Y, and Z. Yep. And it's like understanding that like you might have a friend who is extremely good at helping you with one small part of your business. Yep. Outside of that small part, listen to what he has to say, but don't take it on board. And that's yeah. fine. Yeah, that's right. You know? Um, 
the best advice I've got about advice is that advice comes from many sources. Yeah. It's up to you to what advice you pick up. Right. So you want to ask about growing the hibiscuses? Yeah. Never done it before, no idea, but you'll talk to 10 horticulturalists and they will give you their best formula to grow that hibiscus, but you think number three was the best one for you. Yeah. And that's what you go with. Right. A lot of people, for some reason, think their advice is the only advice. That's not how advice works. No. <laughs> that's <laughs> my know? character shit, eh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, I've learned that one over the years too. Because you can literally put your faith in one advice. They never did it, so never tried and tested it. You do it, you try and test it, and it didn't work. When you should probably listen to a bit more advice or got a bit more information or research, however you want to put it, yep. to pick your path. And it's like a lot of things in life. It's got to suit you to do what you're doing. Right. Because some you could write, you know, say a share trader or something. They could say, well, this is how you do it. Point one, point two, point three, point seven, whatever it might be. If you do that exactly, you'll make a million dollars. Yeah. You get that same bit of advice to 10 people. Yeah. Probably only one, maybe not even one, yeah. will actually make a dollar. Because that, Formula doesn't suit their personality, who they are, yeah. how they operate. Yeah, how they emotionally respond yeah. to things, X, Y, Z. Yeah, so mm. it's a bit of a minefield, I know, but you know, I'm not the expert on, on the subject, but that's what I've, I've sort of taken on board over, over the years. Yeah. I like the, uh, I don't know. You're doing something similar with, with this, you know, you're looking around and you're trying and, you know, and things like networking too. So that's the other opposite to what I was saying before about taking advice from the wrong people is that once you do find a commonality with people who do know what they're doing yeah. and are successful at what they're doing, then you build your you build your group around that because you're comfortable with these people do it every day they know what they're doing they demonstrate that they know what they're doing yep because you can lip service is one thing demonstration demonstration yeah, is another results are a big thing and results are another and that's where you, that, if, that's what, if that's where you want to go to, to, to you know get to where you want to be a bit quicker that's what you got to do yeah and I'm doing that now at 46 of eight, years of age a better top, topic I don't know a lot about so that's why I'm saying it really because I'm, I'm doing I'm actively doing that now I think yeah, I don't know. They're like again, that's some of that programming coming in where it's like, oh, I'm this age, so I'm meant to respond like this. Like, I don't know because I'm not haven't experienced my 30s, I haven't experienced my mm, 40s. Yeah. But if I was say, like, I would guess you going into the situation, you've got a lot more instances where you've learned a new skill from zero. Oh yeah. So learning this new skill from zero at this age, it's like, oh, I've got the ability to learn really quickly because I've learned really quickly. Mm. Like I understand everyone else around me who's given me advice has learned three new skills in the past 40 years. Yeah. Yep. So I get it. That's scary for you, but mm. what, like, so yeah, I, I I just find that like the age thing should only be like, well, I've got wisdom on my side. I might have a little bit less energy, might have a little bit less flexibility. Yeah, I, you think, you're, I think you're a bit wiser among your years, but that also come from your dad as well. He's very clued up. People around you are quite clued up, and you're able to say, like I say, pick those snippets of good advice out of the advice that you get and put it together for yourself. Yeah, dude, my uh, coach in speed skating gave me a really good analogy that stuck with me because speed skating is the most weird, um, like physically, the technique is mm. so unhuman. Mm. It's not normal. You have yep. to do things with your body that don't make sense. Yep. So you can watch 10 skaters who all skate differently and, and who all are world champions in their own respect, yep. but they all skate completely differently. Mm. He goes, your job as a skater is to skate with each, each of these people, ask questions, get advice, and then build your technique using the 100 different pieces of, of advice you've got to yeah. make your advice yeah, yeah and like i've taken that into fucking everything man yeah you and know? then what will happen is as as you get older and people ask you about certain things they're getting my little bit they're giving your you're giving your advice right and this is the circle of advice that i was talking about is that you have to give that advice knowing that they may not use it yeah well they may take and that's it, okay they might take it and absorb uh, absorb it differently to what you're saying and translate it into something else. It just might not suit them. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. I see people get angry. I told him how to do that. I showed him how to do that. That's okay. And he, you're, you're probably right, but he just chose not to take it. Dude, like, I get so angsty because I, I told him. Yeah. You have to let go of that, man, because that well, that comes down to how, how successful they're going to be in whatever field they choose or they're trying to learn about. Now, they might bump along the middle of the road for the rest of their lives and be happy with it. Oh, dude. They might, they might go a couple of ones above it because they did take your, your advice on and, and went, wow, I'm glad I learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so fickle, so fickle, buddy, formula. Dude, I, I mean, in that situation as well, like you have to 
remind yourself of being an artist, what you like, you're only in control of fifty percent of what goes out there. The other fifty percent is the interpretation. Yeah, you're at the mercy of what you, who, who you're trying to put it to, yeah. Which is absolutely mm. fucking debilitating when you think about it. Sometimes you're like, I can make the best possible. I can make the best t-shirt in the world, mm. and people can still think I'm a fuckhead just because they like saw me when they were having a bad day and they don't like the shirt because mm. it, because they're having a bad day. Exactly right. You know, it's like, man, okay, yeah. cool. That yeah. just means I have to make heaps of good stuff in my... Oh, that just means I have to stay true, true to me, really. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, what they, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm no less a victim to this and that is opinion is so much more out in life now because the outlets that provide a stream for it. So all your social media is bigger and it has an effect on society, I think, because people put so much faith in what the fucking telephone tells them. Yeah. Instead of just do a bit of your own research, block that out, do your own research, pick your path, get your advice and just try it. Because you can you can have all the theory in the world that means nothing unless you take action. Yeah. <clears throat> it's that step of taking action is when the learning curve really starts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the school of hard knocks, man. Um, I did um, Goji Kai karate for years when I was a kid. And I remember going up, and you, know, you just want to get your black belt, want to get your black belt. Achieve that. And then my sensei said to me, he goes, right, now your, your um, learning curve starts. I said, yeah. what? I just spent eight years or seven years yeah. getting the black belt. We went, this is my ticket to learn. It blew my mind. Blew my mind because I didn't know that after black belt there's ten dance yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's sections of the dance so it's kind and, of like that's and just it involves trips to Japan and it, it just I thought I knew it all yeah that was that was a real good eye opener for me yeah I feel like anything that uh, that's worth learning you get to a point where the more, the better I get at wheelies the more I realize I'm so far away from knowing how to do a good wheelie. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you can get proficient and go around corners or tip them back or hitting 12 or break control. It's like, yeah, try doing a hand drag. Yeah. Try doing a, a fucking stop, foot down, 360 and right out of it. Try to take it. That's a real wheel. combination of, of, of Dude. body skills. and everything. It is, isn't it? Yeah. You know? And like my end goal is to be able to do that on a Harley. I'm only doing this yeah. on a push bike to get good on the ground. Oh, bro. Yeah. Gets me fucking half hard thinking yeah, about it. I, know. I love it. That's all I want to do. I want to get yeah. the Harley now, so I've got it ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go shopping. But dude, going back to what we we're talking about before, I love this. I don't know the exact analogy, but it was along the lines of like uh, Albert Einstein was asked, uh, if we give you a problem and we gave you four hours to solve it, how would you solve it? Whatever the problem is. He goes, well, yeah. I'd spend three, three hours, 45 minutes thinking about what I'm going to do and then 15 minutes executing it. Yeah. I think yeah. about that all the time. Yeah. You know, and that you sort of you apply that to um, what I was saying before about advice and, and research and that you do, you're doing that for the three hours forty five three what did you say three yeah. hours forty five minutes the ninety percent sort of thing. But if you didn't do anything in that last fifteen minutes, what was the last three hours forty five about? Dude, yeah, yeah I why guess. why put you through that effort and 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 you know to bring about a decision and then not apply that decision? Yeah, a lot of people do it. Heaps of people do. Yeah, I think I think the truth is like They're the same people that provide the lip service too. Yeah, yeah, and the thing I find is like sometimes when you ask these people, like, well, we'll just talk about the problem. What is the problem? Well, if you talk to a eighteen to twenty five year old female, the problem is finding a guy to get pregnant with. Mm. You know, it's like I'm putting all this. They have their own pressures. That's yeah. right. Yep. You know, I'm trying to do this, this, and this. I'm trying to achieve this, this, and this in life, and then it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you don't know who you are. I spent the first 25 years trying to avoid that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm but fucking... Yeah, got ready for it eventually, but yeah. I'm seven years deep on a vasectomy, bro. I fucking... That's pretty ballsy. I turn right instead of left, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that surprised me when you told me that all those years ago. I thought, fuck, that's... Yeah, I know, it's a joke. It's ballsy. But, um, you know, big decision for a young fella. Yeah. I'm, but yeah. yeah, again, you know, we knew you could reverse it. You know, it was a 90% decision at the time. You thought it was 100%. Life goes on a bit. Lefts and rights. Oh, look, and I'm fully and in the now. Your way. And that's okay. You've got, it, wasn't, it wasn't a complete, you know, end all. Also, though, like, that's the sort of bloke who ends up running black ink. Mm. You know, like, that's, you know, it's, it is risky. It, dude, it's risky to fucking lay there awake and have, you know, three nurses and a doctor cutting your bag open and yeah, doing I'm, the I'm, thing. I'm due in the next few weeks, so I can't wait. Oh, dude, yeah. I'm, probably... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's you and not me, you know. <laughs> but I ain't going back. Yeah. But yeah, I think, like, that's a great representation of like, without sounding like I'm bragging about it, like that's that's like doing it. That's doing the thing. Like, okay, I don't want to have kids. Fucking here's yep. how much I'm serious about that situation. Oh, maybe you're telling you know? me. And I'm thinking, you know what? It's got a bit half a point there. You know, the world the world is, is um, you know, there's 
There's a lot of bad in it. Uh, I guess you have to sort of put your blinkers on, blinkers on to it because you haven't really got another choice and get on with it and just go about life anyway. But yeah. And the bad At the time thing, you told me about it, you, that was your consideration. It's like, fuck, who wants to be a kid into this crap? I think also though, like when I asked myself, like, do you want to be a father? The answer was no, because I didn't know. Mm. The answer wasn't no, because the answer was like, well, fuck me. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Yep. And now that I've had like, I'm, as I said, I'm almost 30. I've had some real good time to think about. It, and I've also had time to think about it in the middle of doing shit that I enjoy doing. Mm. Because if you're in the middle, like if you're in your second or third year driving a truck, and you're in the eighth hour of the day, and you're, you're fucking, you're the third out of four days that you're doing, then you go into nights. Doesn't matter what you think about, you fucking hate it. Yeah, you can think right. about your misses, and it's in a negative light because mm. you're doing shit that deep down, subconsciously, you don't like doing. Yeah. So I've thought about it. I had this experience of having Louie, and now I've got this like better idea of like what a family is and what it means. And I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Mm. I want to do that so bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to do it yeah. with time. I want to do it with freedom. I want to do it with the right finance. I want to do it so Riz can be with me and we can be do it as a family. Yep. And it's like, now I'm in a position where you ask me and I can give you a confident, probably. Yeah, you know? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly right. But back then... And, I mean, that, and that'll evolve too. That's right. That's right. And so I mean, there's nothing I noticed. You know, what you thought you were going to do does change, but age provides perspective to what you're doing at that age too. Right. So Because right. you learn a few lessons and stuff. But I... Um, my dad passed away five years ago in December now, and he would say, Anthony, do this and do that, and, and you do the opposite because you're a young fella and yeah, you're had to. genetically encoded to do the opposite anyway. But there came a point when I was about 24, and, I, and uh, he said to me, um, Anthony, when you start doing something decent with your money, mm. you know, I was buying sets of tyres from doing skids every weekend, and buying beers and everything else, and chasing girls and all that sort of stuff, and it took up your whole pay packet every week. Yeah, and he was like, oh, "You've been doing it for quite a few years now since you left school." When he, because he used the word "decent," I thought, "Fuck you!" I'll, I'll show you what decent is. I yeah. went and bought my first house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know that he already knew that if he tricked me, I'd do what he wanted. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And then, and then there came a point where I went, "Fuck, maybe I should start listening to him." Yeah, he's done all this before me. Maybe I should, and I did. I still did the opposite things here and there, which is just you know different interests, but. For the most part, um, I learned that from about 24, 25, that, oh, what are you talking about that, Dad? And you'd listen. Yeah. Because before you go, ah, fuck no, Dad, you know what you're talking about. I think... And it's just, it's just masculinity. Yeah, yeah, Full yeah, of masculinity course, when, you're, yeah. when you're a young fella and... Then, <laughs> so, yeah. Stop kicking him, Louie, fuck. She's pushing me across. <laughs> yeah, come on, this is my couch. What are you doing? Ball, Ruby. You might be the landlord. I'm the fucking yeah. boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll go with the on the bloody armrest, surely. She does this every time. As soon as the podcast starts, she gets comfortable and then just starts kicking people. Yeah, notice, noticing that, that she always gets a pet there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think there's um, the change, the pivotal moment is when it goes from your dad telling you something to you asking him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it flips to that. Yeah. So it's like, hey dad, I'm in this situation. he's watching you going, what are you doing that for, you idiot? What are you doing that for, you idiot? And you're not an idiot. And then one day you go click, oh, I was kind of a bit of an idiot. All right. It's funny, you know. And it's like, hard, to, hard to admit it, but you kind of do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, even just talking about that and our, uh, that situation before where, you know, obviously when I was in my early 20s, I'm like, fuck every chick. I'm not having a kid. You know, like you're not getting my shit. Rah, yep. Rah, rah. Yep. And now it's like I probably, like I found the chick. I've got the environment. I've got the business. I'm like, I oh, probably. Hmm. And that's because you're allowed to progress. Yeah. You're allowed to get better and grow and change. Yeah. You know? And I think that ties into that, like, I'm at a point now where, like, I've still got a bit of ego. I've still got a bit of, like, you know, dickheadness tied up in me. I know that. I'll grow mm. out of it. Yeah. But Comes back to knowing yourself. That's right. But I'm, I am now in a position where, like, I'm looking for those things where I can be embarrassed about myself from yeah. ages ago because you go, that's your building block. Yeah. That's the thing yeah. where I'm like, oh, I was so stupid to think this. You yeah. know, like, of course, yeah. a 350Z isn't a good investment. <laughs> and I wrote it off. But... Yeah, it's it's fucking it's funny actually because like I feel like with my dad I'm so lucky. He's such a fucking smart guy in so many ways. And that's why I've listened to him over the years too. I mean, more so in particular with earthworks and running trucks and stuff, he's invaluable. Yeah, and, and you know what it comes from? Just being there and doing the thing over and Experience. over and over. Yeah, you know it's like the, the dad analogy. Like the older fellas have been there, done it. Yep. So. Don't be fine to ask questions, but if they offer offer advice because they can see you going down an obviously wrong path, yeah, just at least stop and think about it for a second. Yeah, it's it's funny, you know. 
I don't know. Again, you don't have to do what they're saying, but I'm just saying, just maybe just give it some thought. Yeah, or even just give yourself another day to sleep on it mm. with this new consideration. That's right. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find with that at the moment, though, I'm in a bit of a, a little bit of a crossroads with um, what's going on with Black Ink. I'll tell you a bit off camera, but yep. I've been faced with this situation where I'm like, you know, here's what's happened. Here's how I'm dealing with it. Yep. And telling dad what I'm going to do digitally with my business is like communicating to a goldfish with yep. sign language. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, it's like, oh, I see you're doing something, yeah. but I have no fucking idea what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. when I ask him, he, he often tells me a very gray, yeah, yeah, gray yeah. version of what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you could probably tell him a bit but more. But he, he isn't going to focus any of his energy on it. He's got his own way. Yeah. He's, he's set up, he's fine. And, you know, he can pull the pin today and, and the rest of his life happy as and doesn't need to take on these things that, you, that we're talking about because yeah. it serves him no purpose. No purpose whatsoever. Yeah. You know, he's happy just to call me and be like, the Wi-Fi dropped out again. What do I need to do? It's like the password on the fridge. <laughs> Put the fucking part and press enter. Like, wrote it down. On why is it popping up as dots? Because it hides it fucking... Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, he's one less... I feel like I'm better than that when it comes to computers, but yeah, yeah exactly right. What's... Um, change the subject... Is there any future for racing motor vehicles for you? For me, uh, I haven't raced autocross for five years. Yeah. But that was a bit of a direct result of Dad passing away. I've been getting really ill and then passing away. But um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, we've got great facilities around Bunbury with the Collier Motorplex and, and a bit further up at Quinana. And, and there's a lot of programs. A lot of it's cheap enough to enter. Yeah. Um, it's only, you know, base level racing. It's not, it's not team style or professional style racing. But fuck, it's fun. I'd love to do it more. Well, I just put, um, uh, a, a, this was a deal with the missus when I bought another car to sell a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and that's, you know, saying before about the family and what makes you happy and that sort of stuff. And it's, you know, I don't want my backyard to look like a wrecking yard, you know, that sort of stuff. Come yeah. Clear. <laughs> yeah. That's fair enough. And, you, and you, can't, you can't keep, you have to compromise, I guess. So I've put the race car up for sale. And, wow. And, and it's not selling, so don't tell Claire. Yeah, right. I have to keep it. It's like... <laughs> Why is it not selling? I don't know. Someone put twice the value on it, and I just—it's—I guess it's overpriced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not worth eight grand. What's the end of that bit out for clear? Right. Yeah. No. Um. Uh. Yeah. Love it. But I'm, I've like we used to be right into um competition four wheel drive with a friend of mine in management, Paulie, and um we did it for years. Did it successfully enough. And um, yeah, I still believe there's only one sport, and that's motorsport. Yeah. Um. And we'd love to do more, but it's costly, and and um, even at a base level, it's, it's, you know, like any hobby, you have to throw money at it. But uh, with the family, my compromise is I'd just rather do my street cars. So that's one of my passions is doing the street cars. I've, yeah. I've narrowed down to the three I'm going to keep. Yep. And over the years, I'll just, when I go into the shed, I've got something to do, and yeah, bloody oh. makes me happy as. I remember because we've actually known each other for like a long time, like it may be like in the ballpark of like 10, 15 years. Uh, yeah, because I would have met you shortly after I met Scotty. So, um, I drove with him, so fourteen years, eighteen months, sixteen years ago. Right, and I would have driven with him for two years prior to that. So yeah, eighteen years I've known Scotty. Right. Yeah. So then. So you would have been the first year of coming around to have a drink and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So probably there, somewhere there. I remember, like, this is fucking after I came back from Europe, so somewhere between eighteen and like. 21 or something. Hang on, that's right, you were away for a bit first. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. I lived in Holland for a year and I came back and started working for Lowtown pretty much straight away. Yes, yep. And no. Tyler, I remember Tyler Robertson coming in one... one. Well, that was post-driving at Josh, so, no, probably, let's call it 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Tyler Robertson I forgot you were away in. for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were driving that dual cab Hilux, I think. Yep. With fucking everything on the under the sun on it. Yep. And uh, I remember Tyler came to work one day. He's like, "Man, you should have fucking <laughs> seen two dads on the weekend. He fucking <laughs> did this massive jump when he's landed. It's fucking blown out of the drive shaft. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Fucking car broke in half, bro. <laughs> I still drove it for twenty years. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> I only just sold it last week to to my, my brother-in-law. Yeah, fucking know, So it stays in the fair. Oh yeah, because you're still driving a uh, that cruiser that dad sold. I bought off your dad. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Great old, great old rig. I'll do that up because strangely. And without knowing it, old cars became valuable, valuable yeah. again. I know. My, my it was never, it was never my. It wasn't an investment plan. Although I've got investment plans, but I, that wasn't one of them. Yeah. It was just a happy accident. 
Oh, dude, I, and even then saying that it's increased in value, it's got wheels, it's not a fucking investment, dude. Mm. It is a pleasure that you have it and it's worth more money. That's all it is. It's, 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 it's a good coincidence. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Well, yeah. even my Capri, I searched um, I searched up Capris on Marketplace the other day and I couldn't find one in Australia for under five grand yeah. in average condition. I what, paid you, what year is that? 92. 92. 92. 92 so that's coming right. into that sort of, it's not vintage, but it's, well, it's not veteran. So it'll be coming up, I think it's over 25 years the car is vintage i thought it was 30 or was it 30 yeah i was just yeah. around there so yeah coming like, up i really should put fucking get the vintage rego for it because i only drive it once a week you can get club regos where you just yeah, yeah. i'll probably not do the same yeah it's a bit of a sports car i guess yeah <laughs> put the top down the price goes up and the top goes down bro put the top down i've never <laughs> seen it with the top on <laughs> yeah Fucking knows. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm hanging for a piss. I reckon sure. that's a good place to wrap it up. So thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Oh, sorry, enjoyed it. It was good. And thank you for the uh, for the home as well. <laughs> Look, mate, it's, it's always been about creativity and parties and fun and just fun. That's exactly what happens yeah. in here. So yeah, yeah. So, so I want to roll. It's always been a smile on my face. Having yeah. fun. Yeah. Bloody oath. Radio, thanks for coming on. Easy. And uh, yeah, thanks for watching everyone. Don't forget, like and subscribe everything. Make sure you jump on all my socials. Like everything. Comment on everything. Do what you need to do to fucking blow me up. Cause yeah, for sure. Let's build this. Happen. You! Righto. I'll catch you later, guys. Goodbye.